Black is going to go for it. Black for the one point to win the grand final. He's done it. Hello, welcome to another episode of Talking Back to Life. Perhaps we're doing a normal podcast, a, a traditional, shall we say, uh, recorded podcast, but uh, special times for special occasions. And given the the, 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 the small matter of the of the, of the, the, the derby on the weekend, we thought we could mix up a little bit and actually invite the enemy in, into our lair. Uh, <laughs> uh, we'll get to that in just a moment. Um, as I say, this is talking about some live crowd performance by Clips Energy. Clips Energy! <laughs> oh, yes. And, uh, del- and delivery. Delivery. Um, as always, uh, my name is Jim Cake. Thanks for joining us, uh, everyone. And uh, to my left, I'll see your right, if you can see, uh, Mr. Rick Farrell. How are you doing? Good evening. I'm all right, mate. Are you? I'm, I'm excited for the big weekend of sport ahead. Exactly. I am proper. Uh, and let's just use our biggest. First and foremost, let's get the, the niceties out of the way. Um, uh, a good old friend of mine, uh, old Fax fan, Mr. James Gosling. How are you doing, James? E- evening, Mike. How are you? Um, I'm wonderful. I'm wonderful. And unfortunately, we have to we have to bring the tone down somewhat. <laughs> you are never going to get an easy ride here. It, never going to get an easy ride. He's a, for a Bradford fan, he's a good he's a, he's a northern fan. So that's probably the best best type of Bradford fan. Uh, Mr. Andrew Foster. Thanks for joining us. Hello. Andrew. Hello, gentlemen. Very, uh, very pleased to be joining you uh, today. You, you, are, you are back bit... up north, aren't you? I am. Yeah, I'm speaking from BD15. I'm in my... Um, 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 in my dad's, uh, I don't know what you'd call it. It used to be the dining room when I was a kid, but now he's set it up as um, where he just sort of camps out and watches Morecambe and Wise DVDs and what have you. So, not um, to all the Bulls he... past glories, then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an opportunity to reminisce. Yeah, <laughs> but but yeah, good to be back in Yorkshire. Looking forward to Sunday. Definitely, it's a definitely special occasion to bring you up from London. Um, as as the um, I was going to say neutral, but you're not. You are the enemy this week. Um, yeah. What 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 are your thoughts on not just this week, but like Bradford, Halifax, Derby as well? Because we make no bones about it. Bradford is the game that we look forward to, and it, it's it, it's it's kind of like England Germany. We England absolutely hate Germany. <laughs> Germany go well. Who are England? We we hate we hate Holland, and obviously Bradford. It's Leeds, isn't it? So, but but what 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 are your thoughts on Halifax uh, Bradford derbies then? Well, it's back is the main thing. It's back, you know. So it, they it went so nineteen ninety eight. We we lost at the we lost Stoneman away. Um, uh, but I, I think I just let that sink in. But I think I genuinely think that was the last time we lost to you for about like. 15, 16 years, can't remember, yep. you know, and and since Bradford have been relegated, then we actually, we didn't just sort of fall down to your level, we fell past your level and ended up in League One in the third tier. Um, but now, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but now it's it's back. And, and, and actually, you know, I've, the championship is a pretty mad league, but I've quite enjoyed following it this this season even you know elements of it have been pretty painful for Bradford but there's all these sort of little tight you know obviously Toulouse Featherstone is a great contest but Bradford Halifax for third fourth 
looks really, you know, at this stage, really exciting. Might be that we um, we fall away. Uh, it's quite possible. It might be we get an hammer in uh, at Halifax on, on Sunday. But <laughs> if... <laughs> get me excusive early. But if, if we don't, even, you know, whatever happens on Sunday, actually, there's a lot of rugby still to be played. And it's good yeah. that the Bradford-Halifax derby is actually at the heart of it. And uh, that rivalry is back up and running. Yeah, for sure. Well, one thing for certain, they're never boring games, aren't Bradford Halifax games at all. It's, they're, they're always full of blood, blood, sweat, and tears, and all, all that sort of stuff. Um, you were you were around in the in the nineties, James. Uh, you you were there in the shall we say glory days of doing doubles over over Bradford. Um, as as what Andrew just said, whetted your appetite for a bit more on Sunday. Yeah, certainly. I unfortunately had the dubious privilege of going to school in Bradford with Andrew during the 90s, <laughs> yeah. which was good in 96 and 98, but from 97 and onwards, it was a bit grim at times. You Bradford interchange and welcome to the Bulls and welcome to Bradford and a lot of Bulls fans. It was a grim place to be at times for us, but I think I just echo that. As I, looking back, like 96, 97, 98, some brilliant games, massive crowds, and then obviously we declined and fell into the championship but to have them back I think the last five or six years has been great and certainly the highlight of our season I think you'd agree and just even like the, the bash games obviously the quarterfinals brilliant there's some cracking games even going back to that first year when Tyra scored that that winner down the shade I think it's brilliant to have them back and our record's pretty good isn't it like against Bradford last yeah. few years but even that because it's a derby game and like that game at Dewsbury anything can happen and that was a bonkers game. So who knows what? And that Good Friday game in two years ago, that was crack yeah. as well. We should have, I think, the 26 12 up and he would do something stupid and then ended up falling away. And yeah, Morel Mar- Mar- went off and, and, yeah. and all tried a bit, do a bit too much, didn't he? But as I say, that, that, that's, I mean, that's in the past. <laughs> it's a bit of a cliche, isn't it? But form goes out of the window at times in the Derby game and who yeah. turns up on the day, I suspect. So save on Sunday see what happens and both sides probably missing a few from what would be a first choice team I suspect but mm. yeah we'll see what happens but yeah it's great to have them back definitely it's like him He's, he's with, with no restrictions either as well he's the, yeah. that, he's, he's the perfect match to start off the they would say normal um, rugby league in terms of no restrictions on spectators no mass all that sort of stuff you can pay on the gate season tickets are valid all that sort of stuff uh, because especially with Bradford games there are a lot of people who, who think oh I'll go along to that because it does there's lots of friends and families that, that do support both sides there really and um, it, it, because of the close proximity like you say you went to school in Bradford James I, I work in Bradford now uh, it's it, we are it's a bit of a melting pot so to speak um, but what, what do you reckon Rick? Well you- I mean, it's a derby, isn't it? And the reason that they get the name derby is because it's a special kind of atmosphere and that's what a neutral wants. They want to see these games. They don't want to see us play, no offence to any of these teams, but like Oldham or Whitehaven where they might bring 30 fans against your home crowd. You want one end filled with one fans, one end filled with the other. To bring it back to another sport, like I think Bradford City played Halifax Town in the FA Cup a few years ago and that was a special kind of atmosphere that gets people going back to the ground. So I can't wait to see it like, you said that you went to school in Bradford. I lived in Bradford during Bull Mania in a pub in Clayton and the amount of stick that we used to get off them, you know, that's probably grown my hatred of them over the years, but <laughs> they are special games. 
the special atmospheres. And that's what you want to see in sport, especially after the, the year that we've had, the year and a half that we've had where nobody was there. To go from that to all of a sudden a real, what they're hoping will be a carnival atmosphere is something that you want to pay your money for and you want to get down and see. Yeah. You mentioned that game at Dewsbury, James. It, it was just so weird to have a Bradford Halifax game with, with no fans whatsoever having to crowd round TV screens and laptops and tablets to, to watch a game. It was just so surreal. And I, I, I even said to you on the weekend, Rick, I'd be so glad to see Bradford fans at the Shea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I yeah. never thought I'd say that, but literally looking across from the South Stand and seeing hopefully a fairly full North Stand full of Bradford fans with the atmosphere that they bring, it'll be absolutely brilliant. And it's, it's a fairly friendly rivalry and it's, it's, it's not like kind of like the rivalry of the fair, but it's, it's uh, to, yeah. to, quote, to quote Partridge, it's classic banter uh, that, that, that we have with them, uh, if, I, if I can be Partridge for a sec. But yeah, it's, it's true. for a sec, every, yeah. every hour of every show I've ever done. <laughs> Yes, they call me the Yorkshire Partridge, but yeah, um, but it it, it, go, it goes back a long, long time. And what we thought we'd do with with this podcast to kind of build excitement for this Sunday is to go revisit some of some of the the, the incidents that have happened over the last twenty, thirty years or so. Um, I will I will bow to my elders for 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 for, for, <laughs> for, for, for first one because it's slightly before my time. But um, Andrew, you definitely had one that you wanted to, to bring up first, didn't you? Yeah, well, it's funny you were just saying one one thing that struck me then when you were talking about you know like the the rivalry. One, my my uncle. So I was too young for the. I don't know if you ever heard of the the Steam Pig fanzine. Yeah. Um, but. So my uncle had all all the um, all the back issues, and I and I, and I read them when uh, a, a, a little while later, and it was interesting reading that that they were saying the exact same things about Halifax as you've just been saying about Bradford, <laughs> because as a kid, like and, and and I think I started watching, you know, I started watching in '88, like started becoming sort of aware properly of what's going on in the in the '90s. At which point Wigan were just winning everything, mm. and Halifax were the last Yorkshire team to have won up. I think James, like your your first sort of memories of basically going to Wembley and winning the title, isn't that right? Yeah, my first year I was won the title. Second year won the Challenge Cup. Third year went to Wembley. It's been downhill ever since. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you thought you were being spoiled. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, like Just think that was normal. Yeah. yeah, it's like these Blackburn yeah. Rovers fans when they won the yeah. Premier League. When it, oh, we're going to be up there forever. And uh, how did that work out? Yeah. yeah. But no, but, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy how, how, how things work out. As I say, like, I, I grew up and obviously you grew up with like, Wigan winning everything in the 90s and no one came close to them really. Not oh, We did... We did have some derbies. I, I I remember I remember having really good derbies of Leeds that were put through them all and stuff. But I, I, I was a bit too young to remember because yeah. no disrespect, Bradford weren't necessarily our biggest um, biggest no. rivals at that at that time. Really, I, I don't remember them being our radar. The first time that was on my radar, and again, it's very very um, pertinent. Is this is is the uh, alleged merger that that might have taken place ah, yeah. between? I I was part of the 
of the protests on the pitch where we made our own banner and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Were you the in coffee. the coffin, Aggie? <laughs> I was carrying a banner. I can't remember what the banner said, but I remember them being coffee and stuff. I just, but it's like, I'd have been six or seven, I reckon. And I just thought, hang on, I'm an Halifax fan. Why do I want to be some, somewhere else? Um, I bet your banner were written in crayon then, weren't it? You know? Possibly, yeah. You'd probably be able to read it. I've probably got the same handwriting as, as did back then, really. But obviously, you guys are, are slightly older and slightly wiser than myself. What, what what were your guys' memories of that proposed merger from obviously from both sides of the coin? Go on, girls, you kick off. I mean, my I remember not having too much views on it. I mean, I remember got a, there's a, I think it blew up Easter week. And there's a game at Good Friday at Oddsall. Yeah. Where like, I think that was when Mark Preston's head got taken off by someone. But I remember <laughs> just like the, no- <laughs> the noise about it and Obviously, we had quite a good team at that time. It was sort of the Brett Bentley, Schuster, Preston, Carl Harrison team. So, and I remember like that. If you, it's funny to think about that first Super League idea. There was five standalone teams, and two of them were Halifax and Radford, Wigan, Leeds, and Saints were the yes, other ones, yeah. which is absolutely crackers to think back that we were two of the five standalone yeah, teams. Merge Warrington, so. Merge all. <laughs> <laughs> but not Bradford and Halifax. So, I don't know. I think. It was a shame, obviously, the upshot that we lost Gartland and we lost our money around and we've never got another one, have we? So that was all the main downside. And people like Aggie on the pitch with the coffin pushed him out. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> so it's your fault. Right, yeah, just, yeah I'll, I'll take the blame. It's fine. Yeah, whatever. I can take but it. 30, 30 years of decline. But, um, yeah, it's an interesting one. I mean, my mergers have never worked here, have they? But I don't think they've ever given a proper chance. So, I don't know. Andrew, what's your view on... No. I so I think I think it wouldn't have worked, but it could have worked. So I I, I think that I just can't believe they would have done the legwork and the consultation and all the things that they needed to do to make it work. But if they had, then you've got Caisley, who clearly had something. You know, like there's, there's no two ways about it. Was able to keep the show on the road. Uh, uh, balls for for a you know like a decent length of time by rugby league standards. You had Peter Deakin, you had Gartland's money, and then the question is, well, how do you you know at that at that game at Oddsall in '95, they were handing out leaflets saying keep the facts in Halifax because people presume that this team, if it happened, would just play at Oddsall. And I think you would have had to, if it's going to work, you would have had to have said right in you know, is there a place in shelf? And I, I'd have gone as far to say, try and find somewhere where you could literally have the halfway line on the border between Bradford and Halifax. That would be roundabout. You could have it Corners are optional, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> Just get RFL dispensation, it's fine. Just keep I'm a bit it of an agreement having forever. Not, uh, Halifax phone code and a BD postcode or whatever. Yeah, well, that... But you would have had to. I think that's that's the only way a merger is going to work is if you sell it to the people that you that you need to. If you're saying, look, I mean, I think what would have happened is it would have ended up being a Bradford team by the way it was being talked about, um, and then that's that's just sort of pointless. I don't know if it ended up all that worse than it than than the current situation. I think there would probably have been a 
a sort of rebel Halifax team set up that would have probably got quite a lot of support. Mm-hmm. I guess it would have been a bit similar to Uddersfield, Sheffield, uh, where Sheffield mm-hmm. Eagles came back. But but I think it could have... I mean, to me, the ideal thing would you have had a Bradfax team playing in a brand-new <laughs> stadium in Shelf or similar, and then you'd have had a Bradford's team playing in the Championship and a and a Halifax, uh, you know, Halifax team as well, you know. So maybe you know them at Frommel and or the Shea and uh, Horseful or somewhere like that. And so those absolute diehards who are like, oh, never, never going to watch this team. Well, they'd have had a team to carry on following, and then the Bradfax team could have been that counterweight to Leeds, could have been that that powerhouse that. That we know that you know we know West Yorkshire needs it. I don't think Uddersfield have provided it. Um, I think you know it's her Super League that there's basically leads, and and that's it in West Yorkshire. Despite it being such a, so you know it being one of the heartlands of the of the sport. So yeah, that's my that's my cop out answer. <laughs> diplomacy at its finest there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. diplomacy. <laughs> I, I, I just need to wash my ears out after hearing Bradfax three times. <laughs> Bradfax. <laughs> oh, that's just oh, that's just awful. But I think you may be right what you're saying. Simply because Bradford's such a, a big city and Ifax is, although it's a big town, it's still a town. And I think it would have swallowed it up. And Oddsall, the, the massive ball that it is, is, is would have more... Um, potential for it there. Thrum all was falling to bits at that point. And you couldn't really expand on that. So nah. yeah, and uh, we've got the 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 thing that I've just seen Rick right on his uh, his notepad there. What well, I, well, I won't read it right, right, exactly what he said. Someone's <laughs> uh, nominated between the two clubs is a certain Nigel Wood. Uh, well, yeah. Andrew has views on Nigel, would not he? <laughs> <laughs> We'd need another episode to, to, to talk about Andrew's views on Nigel Wood. And to be fair, I think a lot of Halifax fans would be incredibly interested to it to, to hear them, really. I think that coffin well, would have been made for him if it were nowadays, wouldn't it? <laughs> I was sure. I was gonna suggest that if they merged um if they merged Bradford and Halifax in '95, then maybe Nigel could have been made to be Bullman. That would have been. <laughs> <laughs> he would have been perfect for that role. Best place <laughs> for him, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, like I've had, I've had this conversation with a few people over the years, and like I said, oh, wouldn't wouldn't it have been great to have like success in the nineties and have bought Bull Mania and the titles and that? And I just thought, nah, nah. The only thing I'd change is wouldn't be called bloody Blue Sox, but. Hey ho, that's another that that's another story. We are the Panthers now. We, in fact, we've got another nickname at, at long last. But uh, but yeah, the, the 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 merger came and went, and the, the, as I say, we we talked off off air, but we'll we'll get into it on air. The first game that I remember, um, uh, Halifax from Bradford was it was in Oddsall, the last home game of Bradford's season, where it was fair to say that we we spoiled the party. They had they had the celebrations there. Unbeaten, they had the open top bus ready to go. Bullman with the ball, and yep. didn't Bullman turn up in a helicopter? In a helicopter, it, yeah. yep. <laughs> I and I thought this is just crazy. When I was, I was actually stood in the Bradford end that 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 game because my dad, my dad worked in Bradford. And he got he used to get, so, shock horror. He used to get a load of free tickets, and and I was surrounded. I I, I would have been just turning nine at the time 
and I, I weren't that bothered about a mascot coming out of a helicopter, but I saw about 20, 30 year, uh, 40 year old men suddenly stand there and go, oh my God, look, it's Bullman. I'm like, <laughs> right, okay, something's very, very strange. Right? I mean, it was my first ever game, it was my sixth birthday, and my dad took me finally when you start to understand the game a bit more. And he always tells me these tales about that day, because I do remember a lot of it. Obviously, I remember like the interception that I'm sure we'll come on to, but you could sort of got the feeling that Bradford were like, oh, well, we've been unbeaten at home all year. It's only little old Halifax and all the things that were going on pre-game. And you saw the fax players just growing in cheeks thinking, we're not, we're not going to let, you know, no. lie down and have his bellies tickled here. But I remember they announced it with my birthday and Halifax fan, Rick Farrell, you know, it's his birthday, six today. And all the Bradford fans booed me. Booing <laughs> 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 a six-year-old on his birthday. You absolute boo. <laughs> But yeah, it went, and then it went on to be an absolute classic game. But what a game for your first ever live game of rugby league to see yeah. a last-minute drop goal with his wrong foot to yeah. to win it. And I just remember my dad sort of looking at my mum, going, "You're taking the kid home and running around into the with fans, and be like <laughs> partying tonight." You know, that's but yeah, it's but just occurred it, it, to me every every Super League match between Bradford and Halifax for the first three years was a was a classic. Yeah. Like thinking about it, yeah. like so the so the from all game that year was like twenty two twenty to to us. You won at ours. The next year, both games were both games were tight, and then ninety eight as well. Uh, I think you won it in the last minute. So yeah, there was something about that that fixture. There's no two ways about it. They all had incidents as well, didn't they? I remember ninety seven. Kelvin Skerry broke his arm after about 30 seconds off. On Steve McNamara's head. Is it Steve McNamara? He's trying to stiff arm Steve. I've never <laughs> forgotten. Kelvin Skerry stiff arm me someone, never. <laughs> no, no, I can't. It's hard to believe. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, let, let's get on to that 97 game. Let's give you some good times here, Angie. Oh, yeah. it, 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 it was a bonkers game. And I get like... I, I weren't at that. I was I was on holiday at the time. I was I was I can't remember exactly where I were, but we used to go on caravan holidays. It was the nineties, and I listened. Just say Butlins. Everyone knows what you mean. Yeah. To wear Butlins, but my, my dad didn't want to be mixed with with riff ruff at Butlins kind of thing, and um. But yeah, we were, I listened to it on radio, and obviously we were twenty six six up, and I thought, right, yeah. I'm not listening to this anymore. I'm going out to play, and then I went yeah. out played football. So I came back. Mum and dad were absolutely good. So, you know, we've lost. And I was like, what? How, how have we lost? How have we lost that? Talking about like taunting and the way that the derby's going with that A ceremony when he sort of showed in the ball. When yeah. Danny Peacock, yeah. yeah, yeah. Head. And, and again, you just saw the Bulls players grow at halftime thinking these are taking the piss out of us here and we're not having it. So I do love that bit of niggle that goes on between the two clubs, you know. I think yeah. it adds so much more to the contest you know you, you saw the way that the Bulls players celebrated when they beat us in the game uh, earlier this year yeah. and when they thought they'd beat us in the cup semi, uh, quarter final and then obviously the rest is history we'll come on to that but I, I love the little, <laughs> little bit of niggle that goes goes underneath the skin it just it adds that little bit it shows that the players care about it as much as the, the fans do in the stands yeah oh, oh for sure yeah but the the, the game is, a, is is an absolute classic it's just a shame that we were on the, the other end of it but we're, we're yeah. big to realise it was an almighty comeback an absolute classic game there um, did you think at half time that you would have any way back into that game Andrew at all well it's funny you should mention half time yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what what happened was at the time, um, I was actually a member of the Blue Sox bunch. 
because oh, um, you think fan to I, would, I remember the Blue Sox punch because it cost the same to get into a Bradford, you know, like obviously as an away fan, um, as it did to have a basically have a season ticket for Halifax all year. And and I at the at the time, you know, like I, I didn't have I was a you know like I didn't have anything better to do than go watch as much rugby league as possible. So I'd I'd be watching like you know if Bulls played on Friday, then I'd go along um, uh, with like Goz and some other mates uh, to to watch. Um, but obviously for that match, I went and stood with the Bradford fans. Half time came. Goz and his and our other teammates come and find me in the Bradford end to set the piece at me. Like, like, oh, you're not doing so well, are you? And I was like, well, I said, oh, well, it's only half time. And they just laughed, which was fair enough because it looked, it looked all, for all the world dead and buried. Um, that were, for me, that was when Jimmy Lowe's won Man of Steel, basically. He, he certainly took, just took a grip on that. And a lot of things had, you know, we got some, Decent bounces, things went went our way. Stuart, that's a forgotten player, I think. I think people need to remember how good a player Stuart Spruce was. I think he was classic, you know, like honest, decent, you know, sort of Super League, early days of Super League player. Um, he, he, he had a stormer as well. And it just, you know, it just came together. And, and yeah, for once we were on the right end of it rather than, you know, why to West and all the other tragedy, you know, Millennium Tragic and all, all the other. Oh, sort of don't play the woe is me card times. with all the trophies. <laughs> don't you dare, Andrew Foster. Don't you dare. You can, you can have your buddy wide to West and wide to uh, Renoff and all that sort of stuff. You've won all these trophies, so I'm not having that. No. And just to complete that story, guess Is who pops up at full time? Guess who pops up at full time? Bumpy oh, won the league that year of the game that we're talking yeah, about. Exactly. You know? And he rang me up after the game, my, land, my mum's landline, just to take the piss. That <laughs> oh, was brilliant. He, his mum said, Oh, no, sorry, Andrew, he's gone to bed. I was like, It's eight o'clock, it's still light. <laughs> I was only 16. <laughs> But yeah, it was an absolute classic game. And it was, it was, that was the last Bradford Halifax game at Thrum Hall, wasn't it? So um, what, yeah. what, what a way to bring the old lady down. But um, we, we did, 98 was a, a, a mental season by any stretch of the imagination. I just couldn't believe it that my all-time rugby hero, Sean Edwards, decided to go and play for bloody well, Bradford. Yeah. And seeing him in a Bradford shirt was, was just like, that is just, unbelievably awful but then that May afternoon at, at Odsall was was just quality because he was overtaken in that game by my all-time hero Gavin Clinch, Gavin Clinch so yeah. talk about Clinch, bringing over Clinch someone that no one had ever heard of and went on to I mean he, he for me if, if Yesin Harris hadn't been as good as he was that year Clinch were man of steel because you take one yeah. man out of a team and he just absolutely dominated that league all year. You know, Wigan aside, we were a better side than Leeds that year. We probably would have made the grand final if it weren't for Yestin Harris. So, yeah. But yeah, going back to the, the two Bradford games uh, that year, the one at Odsall, I think Bouveng scored in the corner. And we had yeah, a, it is. A good celebration that time. But... And, uh, and Simon Baldwin took the piss with a cheeky drop goal at the end. Love that. Um, but yeah, that, 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 it yeah. was absolutely brilliant <laughs> memories. Um Obviously, we've had Andrew waxing lyrical about Bradford there. What what were your memories of 98, James? 98, yeah. I think that Oddsall game was, was brilliant. 
I think massive Halifax turnout from memory. And I also remember nice. a lot of Halifax going around odds to roundabout to in their arms <laughs> after the game, <laughs> just going round and round in circles. <laughs> I love uh, it. Uh, but yeah, I think there's 16,000 there that day yeah, that's as right. well. Some huge crowd yeah. for that. And then the Shea game, Gibo, I remember, scored from about halfway. And also, I think our chief exec at the time had failed to get the new stand. Everyone saw the new stand will be open and yeah. we open. And then on the day, it wasn't. And I remember Eddie Hemmings <laughs> sort of having a bit of a meltdown on Sky. Yeah, and that love stand it. should be open. <laughs> <laughs> and, bl- and blaming Cordydale Council, which whether it's their fault or the chief execs is debatable but yeah that was a good game as well but i remember, I remember all the bradford yeah. fans that tiny little stand yeah. where the stand was they were about yeah. 12 15 deep yeah. back there because they, obviously they were going to stand in south stand but yeah absolutely absolutely mental it was like being on a speedway track for them they'll be right at home won't they? So, <laughs> <laughs> love it but yeah i i, I remember gibbo was was one you mentioned classy fullbacks there andrew gibbo was arguably one of the fullbacks you mentioned yesterday so i think gibbo ran him close second for being one of the best fullbacks in, in that year he's got an absolute classic try that year um but and again Brad, bradford they 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 flat to deceive. They, they managed to get into the playoffs, and we thought that we we'd be playing you again. But um, no. on that Graham Bradley getting sent off in his last game. Oh, well, sure. yeah. yeah, well, yeah, that's a very murky incident. I think everyone's <laughs> drawn a drawn a veil over. So Bradley Bradley didn't get banned for the offence that he that he was sent off for. Like to me, it looked like he dropped the elbow on someone. But um, yes. but this yeah, Cummings sent him off. And Bradley's been pretty clear that he thinks there was a bit of straw settling going on there. To be honest, we were no we were nowhere near as good as Saints at that point. We I don't know quite what happened that season, why it all went so pear shaped as it did. Um but yeah, we were we were just in between the sort of ninety seven team and then the ninety nine team where where Henry Paul came across and it started sort of coming together with with the young players like Jamie Peacock, um, Field and Deacon, etc. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, it bit of a transition, uh, transitional season for us, but uh, coincided with a very good season for Halifax. Yeah. Um, and then the following season, we'll, we'll, we'll slightly brush over that because that were two, two, two <laughs> losses again. But I just, I just want to mention the, the, the game at Oddsall. That is the most oh. visible experience of watching rugby <laughs> league I've ever oh, had in four, my yeah. life. Yeah, Oddsall yeah, right. on I was working in the pub night. that night. No way you ah. can get escape the rain. I think we played in that orange kit, which is where the it word, yeah. with the um, you know the sort of hoodoo that we had of not been able to win in orange kits, even though we got one a few years. But the one thing I remember about that game was it was so muddy that at halftime, Bradford went in and changed their shirt. So they came out at halftime. And that was the only way you could tell who the hell were playing on opposite sides. Because we were just all basically mud-coloured kits then and Bradford (laughs) were in white still. So I wouldn't know what to be in Hilda after that game. No, but again, massive crowd there. Also, it is, it, it, that's when yeah, you could really in the wet crowds, and it, it, it was it was it, although it were absolutely pissing it down. And I remember that you had a mascot called Molecule Man. Who, oh uh, yeah, I like collides. Yeah, yeah, I like, yeah, yeah. yeah, and he decided to spray a super soaker water pistol into crowd. And it's like we're absolutely soaking. What are you, what are you doing? <laughs> 
But I think Andrew at the nail on it, that's when they started to see the rise of what would then go on to become a very good Bradford side with the, the fearsome, foursome, or whatever they called that. Awesome, that foursome. Awesome, well, foursome. Well, yeah, Stuart Fielden scored a pretty amazing try in that game where he pretty much hydrofoiled over from, from 15 <laughs> yards out. Um, it's quite funny. Watch, I think I think Mick Gladhill's put it on Facebook. Um, None of us so, follow Bradford on Facebook, though. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to see Stuart Field in the score, anyway. It was it was quite weird, wasn't it? Because that sort of coincided. We had such a good year in '98 that Wigan then came and ripped the heart out and lungs out of yeah. our yeah. squad, and Bradford sort of was on the up. So you get these sort of ebbs and flows, and we've seen that when we've been in the Championship as well, haven't we? That as they've risen, we've fallen. As we've risen, they've fallen. So. There seems to be a lot of sort of patterns in these, in the way that, you yeah. know, to say that the two clubs are so close together, they're sort of intrinsically linked within folklore, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, you, you could say that. We we were always there and thereabouts. Bradford were Bradford. They were always at the top, but we we knew we could get there in one-off games and stuff. We might not necessarily have the consistency that Bradford had because you had an awesome squad and you, you had strength in depth, whereas after 99, you say, because that's when we had the CVA and all that sort of stuff. SOS save our socks, remember that one. Um, and Bradford just played for the strength to strength. We invested in the youth and that's where we we, we wanted to, to go forward. So, um, and we'll briefly touch on the, the, the 2000 just before. <laughs> no, well, we have to, yeah, yeah. Because, because of two words, Hobson's knees. <laughs> the, the, the <laughs> if, if there's ever one player remember from one incident that is that, Andy, Andy Hobson. Yeah. Uh, Robbie Paul's ribs in that tackle. They did it in front of Ganson as well, of all people, yeah. one day, I think. He, yeah. got, he didn't get sent off for doing Robbie Paul. No, he, he got didn't. Sent off it, about it, three it, minutes another, later, yeah. he did it again, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> again, Robbie went off wheezy like that, and then um, he came. Out. I don't think the second one was half as bad as the first one, but no, but, not at all. But I think yeah. he, he had was, in that game. Great game though that, and then the second game, didn't they? A few weeks later, where he scored. I think you've the yeah, South Stand as well. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't that the game where I think it was 20 all draw? Because didn't we didn't we go down to eleven men? I think Rowley got Simbinned yeah. as well. Yeah. And it was Daryl Cardis that nailed a last minute penalty. And I always remember that. We, we are just gonna go into a break very, very shortly. But again, remember the, the two sets of fans react differently. Bradford fans absolutely hate the fact that they drew with little old Halifax fans, Halifax. And Halifax fans were over the moon, like we've got a draw against yeah. Bradford. We've got a draw. It just, it just shows how kind of far away we were both at, at that point. Bradford was expected yeah. to win every single game, whereas we were just looking, wanting to pick up a single point against against them. But that, that, that those were great days there. Um, right, we're gonna we're just gonna have a little bit of a break, wet our whistles, um, and then we will see you on the other side for more Bradford Halifax memories. Talking fast of life. Woo. <laughs> Hello, welcome to the second part of Talking the Facts of Life. Proud sponsored by Eclipse Energy and Delivery. Delivery. Um, we are having a Halifax v Bradford <laughs> Derby special, <laughs> a traditional podcast, uh, reminiscing about the good slash bad old days of, of Derby games when there were lots of different results in there. We just we just got to the uh, 21st century uh, with our guest, uh, Mr. James Gosling, who is a Halifax fan. Go on. Hey! Hey! <laughs> <laughs> and Mr. Andrew Foster, who is unfortunately uh, 
Uh, he's a northern fan, so we'll let him off. He's not taken him by bull mania and all that stuff. Uh, but yes, we got to the just after 2000. Now, this is where it gets a little bit bad for us because this is where we head to the lean period when Bradford moved to Valley Parade and become absolute dominant in Super League. And this is where we slowly start to go downhill, really. Um, Valley Parade, a bit of a... A funny old ground, really. I think the first year we played there, they shoved us in that tiny little stand behind the sticks, and which was wasn't great for seeing. And I think we got absolutely hammered on. We got hammered on Sky, absolutely hammered. I remember them bigging it, bigging us up because obviously we talked about the the twenty old draw from two thousand, yeah. and then they made a right big deal of it. So oh, it's a great derby, it's gonna be a real close game. No. Not at all. Absolutely awful. But then that's when that's when you were really hitting your prime, Andrew, the, the, the awesome foursome. And I, th- I think you might have been world champions that year, maybe, or in, in the spring afterwards. It was, yeah, so it was the spring afterwards. I mean, there was actually that cup match that was hyped up because it was at the Shea 2001. Oh, I forgot about that. Yes. Yeah, and it was on yeah. BBC. And I did, you know, I, I, I remember watching, I was at university by that point. I remember watching that. I'd have I'd have taken a one point win um, if you'd offered it to me before the game, and it didn't go like that. It was you know it was a it was a bit of a sort of chastening uh, result, and that was that was base. I don't know. Uh, Gosel, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I can't remember. You know, we said first first um, four years, five years of Super League, Bradford Halifax matches were tight, even though Bradford were generally higher in the league um, from 2001 onwards till, till, you know, you guys going out the league. Uh, they weren't, uh, I can't remember a, a, a close one. Yeah. I could be wrong. That's a fair assessment. I must say. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately. Factual. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Facts, facts and damn facts and statistics. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're absolutely right there, Andrew. That's that's when, let's say, you you were going further and further up and we were slipping down. Like, let's say, you had Henry and Robbie Paul at halfback. You had the awesome foursome. You had Michael Withers coming to his own at fullback. Vi Corner and then Vi Nicolo. Yeah. Yeah. You see Nationals all over the place. The closest game I can remember in that time frame was it was in 2002. And it was right. when... When when uh, we played at the Shea, and I remember Viney Cola again. I weren't there. I thought, what oh, is it about me? Actually, me and my yeah. family having bloody holidays for around Halifax Bradford games. <laughs> I soon put pay to that. Um, uh, and Viney Cola because it, it was. I think that were on Sky as well. I seen through first remember. season. Yeah, yeah, and he had an absolute nightmare. I remember <laughs> yeah. putting loads of kicking it behind him. him. Yeah, <laughs> I shouldn't have been allowed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think that was the only time we really got close to him, James, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's not many of that two or three years that stand out, to be honest. That Pinecolo game down the Shea, yeah, that's probably the closest. 2003, I think I've erased the games because I imagine we got stuffed. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like most games that year. But yeah, not as Andrew says, compare the start to the first two or three years, the back end, it's a bit depressing, really. So, we might want to skip on to the... Do you know what? You, you've read our mind. You've read our mind, James. We're going to press fast forward. Go on, we Andrew. didn't play, did we? We didn't get you in the cup. No, we the, or the, anything the ne- till 2011. Next time we played in 2011. 
that that was yeah. the next time. So it was a good eight years until we played again, and that was. I still think that's a missed opportunity for us. I still, I still think we could have. We you should have won. won. Yeah. yeah. But I've, I've had friends who said that all oh, Bradford had another couple of gears to go into. I, no, they didn't. I don't think no, they did. didn't. <laughs> I don't think they did. Um, Not that I, Bradford, I, I, Yeah, I, I remember that game as the, the introduction to, to Wolves of Elliot Whitehead. I thought he, yeah. he had an outstanding game. Yeah, at least, right, yeah. But yeah, and, uh, obviously Danny Jones played in that game. Um, scored, scored a, a well-worked try. Uh, but yeah, that 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 was because we just won the the the, the championship that, that that year. We won the grand final in the most boring game of rugby you'll ever see. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> tongue in, firmly in cheek there, and then um, our top try scorer that year, Shad Royston, made that, oh, uh, that Roy- move yeah. over to uh, over to to the dark side. Um, you just signed one of the form fullbacks in the country and decided to play him at centre for so, for some reason. Um, but yeah, that it was so strange seeing Shad in a, in a Bradfordshire. What what what? what there aren't many of? players that have done that. You know, Halifax to Bradford, Bradford to Halifax for a long time, especially around that period. So to take someone who was so instrumental in our attack for that fantastic day that we had before. I don't think many people begrudged him because he'd, he'd done everything he could have done with yeah. us at that point. Yeah. It was just like, does it have to be them? It could be anybody <laughs> else but them. <laughs> go to Wakefield, go to Salford, go anywhere but Bradford. But yeah, um, it was a great game. It? I, I loved Frankie's try when he scored. Frank, I think yeah. the, uh, the Bulls fans were all in the south stand sort of down the bottom end at that point and he, he gave him a quick salute as he went past. But I agree with you, a totally missed opportunity. And then I think that sort of, was the beginning of Bradford's sort of decline as ours was around the 2000s. It took a few years for us to drop out of the league. I think that's when Bradford's the year after was when the money troubles started and and that's when you started to slip down, wasn't it? So I believe yeah, Andrew Tell is better than both. What what, what we got <laughs> it, it didn't get any better. I mean, so from a Bradford point of view, 2010 start of 2010 season was the last time where it looked decent. We beat Wigan, we drew with Leeds, we had um, Burgess and Menzies, hence the shirt, and uh, Orford uh, was still playing for us at that point. <laughs> and then he got injured and, and then took his bat home. We lost something like 12 on the bounce uh, and Matt Namara um, left, <laughs> whether he resigned or sacked, wasn't quite clear. Um, and 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 that was the start of circling the plug hole, really. Um, it was funny, was that Matt? Me and uh, did you stand with us for that uh, cup match, Jos? Oh. Uh, actually, <laughs> he knows better than that. <laughs> so so we came up for that game because it was the first Bradford Halifax match for years. Um, two Aussie mates of of ours, uh, Tim and Troy, came along, um, who were both uh, big Brisbane Broncos fans. And they they absolutely loved it. They loved the atmosphere. But they were, you know, typical Aussies taking the piss out of us, saying, oh, no, English Rugby League, look at this, you know, 80 points in 80 minutes, 44-36, which is quite ironic, given that now Brisbane Broncos get put for <laughs> <sent> for 80 <laughs> points <laughs> most you weeks. You so. saw. <laughs> <laughs> the, wheel, the wheel has finally turned and uh, even Brisbane are having their... Uh, their time in the barrel, so it does. And look show. at our defence now: six points a game, and Brisbane are forty-six. <laughs> so exactly. <laughs> yes. Yes, James. Love that. But yeah, it was the the beginning of the end of Bradford's uh, Super League um, attendance, shall we say? And they dropped down into into the better league, the Championship. 
yeah. uh, in 2015 where we had a a, a, a couple of ding dong battles. Uh, I think we played Oddsall first, and then that was Good Friday. Yeah, yeah Good Friday yeah. Oddsall. Where and again, the mo- most people thought Bradford would easily win the league. Uh, didn't didn't he stay full time as well when he, when he dropped down? Yeah, so they stay full. I think they lost first first um, de- game of the season at Lee. Yeah, and then hang up, getting this right. So that yeah, that first season down was it was Super Eights, wasn't it? So, yeah. so we were always we were always second to at that point. Well, it was a bit like we got this year with Feven to lose that Bradford and Lee basically won every week, apart from they were, when they were playing each other. Um, but the difference was that you had the you had the middle eights at the end of it. Did Fax get into that as well? Yeah, they, we yeah, certainly did. Yeah, too. We certainly <laughs> did. <laughs> yeah, I re- hang on. Yeah, I remember that. Tell, tell us about how we got into the middle eights, then, James. Go on. Well. Well, we had a few games that year. I mean, the big one stands out is the first one down the the Shea, wasn't it? The big crowd. And yeah. I think it's Stevie T saying Marshall didn't often get fired up before games. And he said that game, he was bouncing off the walls and getting them all fired up. I think it's interesting also. I think it's, well, you might have done the interview where basically Danny Addy takes a dump in his pants because he thinks Dave Manning's about to <laughs> knock seven shades of shit and just like, didn't get, just let, leaves lets the ball bounce along and Tyro picks it up. The other thing is like straight off the kickoff, Richard Moore absolutely kills a Bradford player. And like, Richard Moore was brilliant, but straight if you watch the highlights, doesn't stop and just <laughs> carries on like a cartoon character straight through a Bradford player to uh to batter him. And then also in the middle eights, we also have that stuff in at Oddsall where Scott Morell it turned into Wally Lewis and just <laughs> yeah. bossed him. <laughs> <for an afternoon. laughs> the Driglinton but, Wally Lewis. <laughs> I mean, he always played well. I, I always thought he was a massive asset in those games anyway, in terms yeah. of winding the team up and also that getting him around the pitch, which player Bradford often didn't have in those years. It was often yeah. my sense he got us home. But yeah, that afternoon, he, that was on, I watched on Sky. He was brilliant that day, but. It was good in all the games I thought were out, the Derby games. Just a I big wonder game if that's why we though. signed Danny Bruff, actually. The like the sort of the fact that Morell had had found us out repeatedly. I wonder if that made John Keir say, right, you know, even though uh, you know, Danny Bruff is older than God, he <laughs> 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 we need someone who can do that job. Yeah. No, that, that's why you really. That's why you asked me if we were in the super eights uh, or middle eight. Sorry, Andrew, because of that that absolute high need to odd so That's why you raised that from memory. <laughs> <laughs> it what was... I loved about that season, I think, were the first the first game back after seventeen years we'd not played each other was at Oddsall on Good Friday. It were a night game, yeah, and yeah. We were winning at half time. <clears throat> excuse me, yeah. and the the fax fans the whole way through half time kept this chant going. I don't know if you remember all the way through and the second that the boys came back out, they were, you know, oh, hey. and it was just like, that's the sort of games we've been waiting for for years. Yeah, we'd had some ding-dong yeah. ding battles with Lee, Fev, obviously, but nothing ever beat the atmospheres, like I keep saying, in those Bradford Halifax games. So yeah. the first, even though we lost, and you know they sort of came back and showed the class in the end, I think Gaskell had a really good game that day. Yeah. The atmosphere... And what it meant to be people that hadn't been to games for all these years were like, oh, I'll go to a, a Fax Bulls Dar because they know what it means yeah. to everyone and they know that you're going to get a proper atmosphere and a proper game of rugby. Mm. Yeah, Gaskell was good in that 
Blackpool game as well that year, wasn't he? Yeah. Both games, he was yeah. very good. Was Gaskell. I, yeah, I he, wonder, he, he, it, it makes me wonder it. what would have happened if we'd had middle eights this year. So if you had Bradford, yeah. Bradford and Halifax, Toulouse and Fev versus who's the bottom four at the moment? Uh, Lee, Salford. <laughs> Salford, Huddersfield and maybe Wakefield. Yeah, very interesting. Be yeah. interesting. Yeah. Would have been, yeah, maybe once it's a bad concept after all. Maybe I liked the eights. I thought they were a good concept. Yeah, certainly but, for us. I thought it was great for Halifax. The thing that don't, don't work for everyone, does it? Yeah, the no. thing that stuffed it. They'd never like the super league, the super eights bit was crap because most of the time the top four was obvious before it even yeah. started. And and of all people, Marwan Kukash <laughs> had the right idea. You know, like a broken clock. He was absolutely right. <laughs> they should have they should have saved the fourth place in the Super League playoffs for the team that had the best performance in the in the eight. Yeah. So even if you were like you know sort of some way beyond you know the fourth place team doesn't really you know have a divine right to have a have a pop at the Super League title. So if there's a team you know if there'd been a team in the in the top eight you know one year Huddersfield. We're hopeless in the first half, but we're really like pretty decent in the second half and in the eights, but still couldn't make it into the top four. If you'd have said, right, whoever's the best performing team outside the top three in this in these eights gets up, then then you'd have had much more meaningful games and we could have carried on with the middle eights, which were well, yeah, which were good. You know, I I I think um, you know, it was it was a Nigel Wood idea as far as I know. So, like, uh, you're admitting it. Wow, kudos <laughs> to Nigel. Well done, Nigel. Hopefully, I'm on this. You know, be Let's clip that up and send it to him. Andrew Foster saying kudos to Nigel Wood. Say thumbs up. Say thumbs up. <laughs> oh dear, but no, definitely meaningful matches between us and Bradford for sure. Yeah, and, and that, um, Steve Tyre interception try started off. How many did we win in a row? Was it seven in a row? It was, it was a lot of games. Yeah, we won yeah. for the next few years. Sorry, Andrew, this is going to be no, 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 you, no. But... <laughs> it's only true. <laughs> but yeah, I think it was our and 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 again, it the, the certainly for 2016, we both flattered to deceive. I think I think we both played yeah. in the Championship Shield oh, that year, it. didn't uh, we? Yeah, we both missed the, yeah. the, the middle eight. So um, even though there were two wins for us, they, they mattered not really. But 2017 was. Uh, was it was a good year? Was a good year for us. Oh yeah, great. We beat Bradford uh, again on Good Friday at Odsall, and then um, I think we I think we beat him at, at the Shea as well. We certainly we? did. Yeah, yeah. 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 the week Not before we went to Toulouse. <laughs> it was. It was part of yeah. our kind of four cup finals there, where yeah. we, we we needed to win there. Uh, my my memory escapes me a little bit on on that one because but mind you I was drunk for about four weeks <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah um I'm gonna I'm gonna skip on a little bit to the bash in 2019 well just this good 2019 as a whole yeah because great season we are uh, yeah <laughs> well, it, it must have been for you Andrew because I say you you, you yeah. beat Leeds in your uh cup final I mean I mean uh six round of, uh, <laughs> of, of, well, of I genuinely like I can tell I, I can tell you honestly I got more pleasure from that match than any of the grand finals because really? I'd actually, wow. I was, I was, I was texting, uh, I was texting Goz and some other mates during it, partly to just sort of stop myself from hoping that it was going to happen. Like all the way through, I thought, well, Leeds will just score a couple of breakaways and that's it. And it's over. 
Like, surely not, surely not, surely not all the way through. I guess that is the, I mean, that's beauty of rugby league, isn't it? That, that, um, that these things can happen. And the only, the only reason we were there, it sort of gets forgotten. We actually beat Featherston of all teams in Golden Point in the, oh, you did the round yes. before. Like, having like stored four tries in the last 10 minutes to tie it up. And then Jordan Lilly kick, kicks, uh, yeah, a, a drop goal. So, so yeah, no, it was uh, it was an amazing run, and then and then it was a quarter final, wasn't it? <laughs> I, I love the fact we've totally brushed over the fact they got relegated to a league below us. Well. <laughs> <laughs> That's got nothing to do with Halifax, though. <laughs> there was the fantastic uh, game in pre-season where we went and they unfurled the banner saying, "Always in your shadow." You've got twelve months to think about that now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but no. Which again, I love the niggle. I love the yeah, yeah. the yeah. little rivalry. Yeah. We didn't even win League One. That's the other thing. Exactly. Exactly. York. York. York and Connor Robinson. Random. Our York. nemesis, York. Um, yeah. 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 Funny old season, that. But, but yeah, no, we skipped over. I mean, yeah, we three gate three great games in that um, season against Halifax, right? So maybe four. We had four games. One the... was. There's one at Odson, which was terrible Next, after. Yeah. We were on that big yeah, losing streak. It was kind of like after the Lord Mayor's parade, wasn't it? It was just like, yeah. it, it, meant, it meant nothing really. It was, it yeah. was a bit meaningless, really. But um, we'll go to the bash first because, again, a wonderful game game of rugby league. Yeah. Again, it was, pardon me saying, it's a shame someone had to lose, but that's just absolute bollocks. <laughs> but that, <laughs> <won't be> lies, <laughs> yeah. That's just absolute bollocks. Um, Especially after Fogging Johnson's try and what well, it was the other one. Sharpie's got disallowed. Yeah, Sharpie's got disallowed, try. and then I still don't <laughs> think Dalton Grant got that ball down either. To, to be honest with you, but hey ho, it was again having cameras at a game and no video ref. Who thought of that idea? Yeah. But again, it's 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 one of those where we in in the last. Ten or so years, we've managed to come from behind against Bradford, kind of like what Bradford did in '97. I thought Bradford would win that game easily. The old Bradford fans were singing the victory song, like, Ooh, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> up pops, up pops, uh, Bobby Fairbank with a lovely pass to QLT and Elliot Morris going over, and then you mentioned Scott Morell before, cheeky little one pointer yeah. to 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 make it to make it all right, and then. Let's go to the quarterfinal, shall we? And yeah. it, let's go to the quarterfinal. Absolutely. Well, what I will say is that <laughs> it was, it was, and I, and I will give you this, Andrew. It was, it was a great spectacle. Watch, because you say, Brad, the the way, the way that Bradford have gone down, and since Bradford went down, Leeds have taken their place and been yeah. utterly dominant in in Super for that, that time. And you were the the rank outsiders, and I don't think anyone really expects Bradford to win that game. It was a fairy tale. It was a brilliant spectacle there, but because of that. The coverage for the Bradford Halifax game was all Bradford. It was yeah. let the fairy tale continue and all this sort of stuff. Completely forgetting us that we knocked out uh, knocked out London in in previous round and obviously we'd beaten you in the bash. And I I didn't see that at the time because we, we we were at the ground there. But again, chewing and throwing of a game and what 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 a finish! What well, what a finish! I. I we're doing a lot of club work then and I spoke to the lads and they were saying we were never going to lose that game I'm like really? because you had me bloody convinced about five minutes from the end you know? but they were so fired up and they were like we're having these today they said the second that they saw the Bulls sort of having their celebration after the Leeds game they were all all the lads of the Fax team were out together on Ben K's stag do watching it in pub and they were like 
nothing else matters now. And that probably showed in our league form just going <laughs> yeah. absolutely down the swan. In. <laughs> we were like, nothing else matters now. We are having these in that next game. And and as it turned out, like I said, they left it late, but they did. Sure. Yeah. I remember when, was it Wildy who scored that try? Yeah. Look, oh, yeah. All, yeah. All, all, all around me, everyone was going, that's it, we've lost, we've lost, we've lost. I was ready and to I have was, Samaritans on for me. I didn't think it was. <laughs> and I, I, I was one of the very few that said, there's loads of times left. There's yeah. loads of time left. This, this game's not, there's no score in this game. And I remember the, the, the podcast that we did with Tyra, he, he, he was around the back, behind the post. He was the warrior saying, oh my God, we, we were going to lose this. But then he said that both QLT and uh, Woodburn all yeah. kind of said, no, this game had lost. And what a try to to win it. I, I, I still rank it as one of my top tries. I'm not, I'm not being biased. It's just when it needed someone to come and take that game. He got man of the match and only played. 19 minutes did he or something yeah. like that yeah. yeah absolutely bonkers there um what 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 we are guys so james what 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 we are were, were you there that, 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 yeah there? yeah we um gave andrew a lift from the station <laughs> as a, oh yes afterwards. Then he walked back after. <laughs> yeah i mean i looking back i part of me thinks we probably maybe should have won by more like look at yeah. Leroy's mistake was six points uh grixie i think I can't remember who had a bit of a clock up, didn't he, on that high ball as well. So he scored that one good try, I think, where Mill scored. But other than that, like, there's a bit of a difference in class between the tries we scored and what they did. I thought we, we, we were good that day. I was never confident. Even when we lost 60 seconds, I think when they kicked off, just get on the ball, just, oh God, yeah. just, <laughs> just play it out. 97, it was, just, I just think of 97, because yeah. they've done it before. It's like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that year there was that much between the teams, was the, the two fairly even teams. But I thought on the day we were, we deserved to win just with that bit of class of Woody and QLT, I thought. But no, it was tense. Very tense, and then we got Saints. Then I remember, like, oh, we got Saints in the semi. <laughs> Brilliant! <laughs> That'll be eighty points. But, um... Well, that's the thing, you know. Like that's my big sort of record, you know, recollection on it. Because because I was thinking one of the games from way back that we haven't talked about was the nineteen ninety two quarterfinal, Bradford Halifax. That Bradford won. I think we won it ten six. Absolute ding dong uh, from all. Tony Marchant got sent off in the first half. So Bradford really went some to 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 hold out, but the reward for that was a semi final against Wigan at Burnham Park, yeah. and we got absolutely <laughs> humiliated. You know, seventy one ten, like historic battering um, live on BBC. And fair play to you know we were a top division side. You know, only just nearly got relegated that year, but we were a top division side. So the fact was that Halifax actually proved that they deserved to win that quarterfinal by going into the semi-final and like really, you know, sticking it up Saints. And, 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 you know, it, it could have been absolutely, you know, any Super League versus championship game as a potential to be a blowout. So, so yeah, you can only take your hat off and say, you know, despite, you know, Bradford, Bradford did have their cup final in that Leeds match and Halifax, Made their own sort of bit of history and and um, and and put a marker down with what they did. So so yeah, fair dues. It, it worked just any Super League team as well. It's the Saints team that then went oh, yeah. on to win back to back grand finals yeah. and then a Challenge Cup this year. So 
I still believe that we gave Warrington the blueprint to win the, the cup that year because <laughs> we, 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 no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm being deadly serious for once, for once in this podcast, I am being deadly serious. I think because, because we got up in the faces so much in that first half, you look at, you look at the correlation between the way Warrington played Saints in, in the Wembley final in 2019. I think we gave them the blueprint there. So I think Halifax have got one hand on that cup in 2019. Uh, we're just not giving, being given the credit <laughs> for it there. Um, let's move forward to Sunday, shall we? Let's kind of wrap up towards the end. Let's look forward to Sunday because 2020 was 2020. There's nothing to talk about there. Uh, we've touched upon the, the the game earlier on in the year at Dewsbury. Um, I'm I, I'm so so excited. I'd be excited anyway, but to, to to go to a game without any sort of restrictions on there, but. Halifax Bradford game in the hopefully the sunshine where we've been starved we, we've we've been starved of it for the last 18 months. You've made the trip up north for it, Andrew. So it's definitely a, a special occasion for, for yourself to, 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 to come up for the dark side that dance F. Um what what are your thoughts on Sunday, both of the game? And don't make any excuses that oh we've got no halfbacks, kind of <laughs> But we have got no halfbacks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can you just give us a bit of the form book on Bradford? Your last five games, how you're looking? How you've been moving without your main talisman sort of out there? But look, it's it's a bit mixed. Like so, they they should have beaten Fev. Like they really sh- they really should have beaten Fev. But then that's. We talk about the two teams being even. You should have beaten Fev, like sort of sim- similar, mm-hmm. really. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, they also, they've, you know, I, I think it might be less than five games ago that they got hammered by Fev at, at their place. Um, the, f- the thing about Bradford is they've got some really, you know, they've got some really good players in mm-hmm. in the mix. Like, I'm, I think Ant Walker. I think the off-field stuff, we, you know, the fact that he was sort of medically retired um, for so long and he's come back, you know, you don't have to be a Bradford fan to to take your hat off to that and say, you know, it's brilliant that he's 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 come back and 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 re-established himself as a fantastic player. Yeah. Um, but uh, for the team, it's putting it together for for eighty minutes. Like I could see, I won't be surprised if we. Like went toe to toe with Halifax for 60, 70 minutes, even even got a got a lead up and then and then fritted it away. That would be that's my gut feeling, you know, natural pessimist like most rugby league fans. Um, that's that's how I sort of feel the sort of story of the match might go. But I don't know. Like there's a few rumors that Jordan Lilly might make an appearance and 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 he was I, I thought that was like John Keir and every, you know Nigel owed Jordan Lilly massively because if he hadn't taken the grip of that um, that match against you at Dewsbury when he did, yeah. then then Bradford's season is is dead before it's even started. You know we'd have been battered by Sheffield and then lost at home to Halifax, and it would have all looked pretty ugly. So mm. I think you know it'll be up to people like Jordan Lilly. Steve Crossley, Ant Walker, Evan Sturr, Brandon Pickskill to to pull it out and and give a lead and 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 yeah, hopefully to do it for eighty minutes from my point of view. Million dollar question though, Andrew, who are going to be your six and seven on the weekend? Genuinely, 
I mean, I, I read. I mean, you know, with the championship, you just don't know, do you? Like, mm. I, Dunning, Dunning said that Joe Keys can't play HIA. Yeah. So, I'd, I, I don't know. I won't. I won't. <laughs> you ever genuinely don't know. I don't, like yeah. we. Like it, we used to play Mike Forshaw at six when we were totally stuffed, and I wonder if they'll do something like that. <laughs> like, well, you know, like one of the one of the forwards who's got, a, you know, that'd be pretty funny if it's Steve Crossley. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Uh, imagine, um, imagine two halfback uh, opposition of Steve Crossley and uh, Scott Morell. Yeah, that, that would have yeah, yeah. been quality to see. Heaviest <laughs> halfback partnership in history. <laughs> <laughs> James, uh, would you change a winning fact side after what we've seen over the last seven games? Yeah, it's tricky, isn't it? Like whether you put like Conor Robinson obviously in the squad last week, would you put him in for his first game since Fev in a derby with a big crowd? Not sure. You'd probably get looking at, at the way Grixie picks his team. I suspect he'll stick with what's got him this far, would be my guess. But it'd be a big call to, I would say, to change this. His pivots on our derby game. I think he'll stick with. Well, he's got. It's a shame. I mean, Borough was played five minutes for Wigan last night. Like, why Lamb did that? Scandalous. Seems bonkers, but it's good to see him. In, obviously, playing Super League, but he's been a revelation for us this year. Obviously, Hewitt. I'm not sure we'll see Hewitt anytime soon. Uh, obviously, Gadwin. You discussed last week, so yeah. <laughs> see, be interesting. If he turns out for Fairs this weekend, but I mean, on paper, I think we should be favourites. But like that dark. We should have won at Dewsbury. Right, we were favourites then and should have won. Yeah. So you never know, derby game, what might happen. It's cool heads in it, I guess. That's what, Exactly. Yeah. That's why I think he'll go for Scott Griggs again, not just because he's his brother, but the two victories in 2019 that I mentioned. Scott Griggs were playing halfback in both of those games. So I think, I think there's something in that. And he has been quite reticent to make any massive changes recently as, as, as Simon Griggs really just bringing like the odd player in to kind of, to, to, to bring fitness in. But who, who do you reckon is, is going to be the, 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 the man, if, if Halifax are going to win, I'll say if, I won't say when, I don't want to tempt fate. Um, who's, who's going to be the, the, the standout player? Who's going to, who's going to make it the Halifax victory on Sunday? I don't know. Could history strike twice? Would he? Could do. Maybe. Yeah. He's the sort of play. I know he's yeah. done it already. I mean, it's an obvious thing to say, but it's the sort of game where someone with a bit of class and that ability break a game open. Um, we, we've been this. saying for eight weeks now, this is the game where Greg Worthington scores <laughs> a hat trick because he hasn't got anywhere near yeah. scoring a try. And he's been saving it all for the Bulls derby at the Shea. So uh, it's going to be another uh, left hand break by a fax number three, uh, uh, Alifax Bradford game to win the game. I th- I, I'm, I'm certain it's going to happen. And I would absolutely Kevin Keegan it if, 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 it, <laughs> if it did happen. If it did happen. But yeah, I'm, I'm totally looking forward to it. Andrew, I'll, I'll come to you. If there's going to be any Bradford player that, that might do the business for you, obviously you've got, you got to have people stepping up. Who's it going to be for you? I can just see Crossley trundling over one of those. <laughs> you know one of those where he doesn't really... He just sort of falls and the ball hits, you know, like the point of the ball hits the try line and that's that's it. I, I could just see that. Um uh, yeah, it's good. I think I think if Halifax win, it might be by quite a few. If Bradford win, it'll be tight. That's what I think. 
Oh, don't spoil us. Don't, don't, don't tease <laughs> me with such things. <laughs> it would be so strange because I, I genuinely can't remember Halifax comfortably beating Bradford apart from that game at Odsall in 2015. Oh, yeah. And even then, that was it was such a weird feeling because even when we got like 30 points up, we were kind of thinking, they're going to score. They're going to come back and do this. Because <laughs> it's, it's just so obviously Bradford. But yeah, it's I'm not happy with a, a favourites tag for Halifax. I've never been comfortable being a favourite, especially in a derby game. It's just, I don't want to even think about it. But fingers crossed it should happen. And my, my man, Greg Worthington, he's going to do it. He's going to do it. He's, he's my man. He's my man. Rick, what are your final thoughts? Uh, I'll I'll go put my neck on the line and say it's a game for veterans at half-back and this is where Scott Griggs will stand up, take the game by the scuff of the neck. We know Liam Harris has had a massive impact on sort of the end of games, but I think this is where Scott Griggs just has a masterclass in the sort of ilk of Scott Morell and just totally takes this game over. I, think I could see sort of Cav having quite a lot of luck with that link that they have on the left-hand that left side. That left-hand side good. But yeah, I'd, otherwise, like I say, it depends what the weather's like. I think the weather forecast is supposed to be diabolical. So, oh, really? One of these. <laughs> what I'm hoping for, I'm hoping for a repeat, but the opposite way around of that Oddsall game where they have to stand there in the rain and only have... <laughs> take, take, they'll go 2 nil up and then we'll score 32 points and that'll be that. So. Be, I just hope it's a good game because I'm, I'm expecting yeah, yeah. a big crowd and everyone there, good atmosphere. And with as we've seen with the promo vid and all that sort of stuff, I just hope everyone really gets on board and yeah. uh, they deserve a decent great, yeah? they deserve a decent crowd don't they seven in the spin they made a bit of an effort on match day this week they deserve For our sure. crowds have been not been good across the sport haven't they recently so fingers crossed everyone gets out balls and facts on Sunday and I've had people saying coming down for the first well they've not yeah. been able to come down after they but people saying they're going who don't normally go which is great so exactly there's, there's yeah. hardly any excuse not to go it's a sunday three o'clock kickoff you can pay on the gate you don't have to pre-book online there's stuff going second out on the game uh, yeah second v third what run a seven match winning streak it's it's all tying up nicely yeah. for it's it, yeah <laughs> trying to elevate us even more yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, it's all it's all tying up to be an absolute classic game like we've talked about for the last 40 minutes or so I've really enjoyed doing this, looking back um, at some really great memories of Derby days past. It's whetted my appetite for certain for, for, for this Sunday. I hope it's whetted your, your guys, uh, both on the podcast here, but you guys watching. Um, thank you very much for joining us. Andrew, um, thank you very much for entering the Lions Den. Thank you for entering the Lions Den. It's been a pleasure having you. Uh, and James, absolutely pleasure talking to you again. <laughs> <laughs> again. Uh, Rick, thank you very much as Cheers, always. Man. And to myself, thank you very much uh, for watching. And as always, well, you won't join, Andrew. Up the facts, fam! Up the facts, fam!